Hey all, welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank, and I am joined by Daniel. Hello. And John. Hey, hey y'all. Got some OG guys back here. Uh, we're going to oh, start yeah. things off with some playing and watching. It's been a little bit since we've done this, and I know we've all been playing something different. Daniel, we're going to start with you. What have you been playing, and what have you been watching? Uh, I've been playing uh, some Elden Ring. Even yeah. though I told myself I'll never play that game on the certain part. Po- <laughs> I can't remember what podcast. I was like, I'll never play that game. Forget that game. It was amazing. It's been amazing. You've I been love that game. You've got a hardcore on it, too. Yeah, I actually beat it just the other day. Oh, did you? Uh, oh, snap. Yeah, I freaking love the game. There's not really any story to it, but it's just been so amazing, and it, it just got me hooked right away. Yeah. What have you been watching lately? Uh, Chicago Fire. <laughs> I've been watching <laughs> a lot of Chicago Fire. So is my mom, so you guys got that in common. <laughs> it's all the steadily men on there, right, Daniel? Oh, yeah, all of them, especially okay. the uh, Severide. Yeah, is, uh, main, I know his name. So it is the must... main quote hot guy. Yeah, I know. Uh, I remember you were telling me that your mom has like a crush for him yeah. or whatever. So I'll let her know that yeah. Daniel does too. <laughs> uh, yeah, let her know. Jonathan, what about you, Ben? Uh, so having a baby and wife and all that stuff, I don't have a lot of time to play games. But unfortunately, I stumbled into Fortnite. The uh, the other day we went to we went to uh, Zayden's house, your godson's, and played with him for a little while. And I was like, oh, you know what? This is this isn't that bad. That's I, right. It's pretty fun. So every once in a while, because you could play just a couple rounds and get off. So uh, when I got a few minutes, I'll play a couple rounds of Fortnite. And it is nice early on when you are a complete noob and it's easy to keep up because you're playing against other noobs. I realize now after I've played you know ten or fifteen rounds or something like that, it is getting progressively harder because yeah. I'm getting matched up with better players. So. Uh, yeah, that's hard. There well, you're you're playing really also good. with bots too. In the beginning, they they mix like bots and new people. That's Not a lot like... of them, though. I will say there was I didn't see much bots, or I didn't see any bots. I was playing with them early on. I didn't uh, see any. My bots first three first. games were just like mostly bots until the very end of the circle. Right? Yeah, that's weird. Uh, so watching, I've been watching a lot of stuff on my phone mostly at lunch, but uh, <laughs> when I have time, Picard. Uh, has been phenomenal. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, gotta watch that. <laughs> the new Halo show has been really good. Uh, I've been re-watching Avatar, The Last Airbender, and Legend of Korra with my one-year-old son. Ten years since uh, the premiere of Legend of Korra recently. Yeah, ten yeah, years. Yeah. crazy? Uh, but, and I am behind on Moon Knight, but that's been pretty good. Uh, oh, and I've been reading Avatar The Search. Nice. It's the second of their comic series or whatever so good i cannot i just like uh i, I want to finish it i can't wait i'm like halfway through it already and it's just like mind-blowing revelations in the middle of the books like how did i not know about this i can't believe this wasn't completely spoiled for me in the past but those comics are good really good yeah yeah i should have read it a long time ago yeah what about you frank what you watching what you playing so i just been i just caught up on moon Knight, and my god guys i am so about this show first yeah. off good move on my end by not researching hardly anything on this so I'm like actually interested in, because like when I'm watching, I don't know, WandaVision, whatever, like I know what happens to Scarlet Witch. I know about her kids. I know what they'll do. This character, I, I know just like where he got his abilities from and that's it. And so everything else I'm really liking about it. Um, his, the God that's visiting him, that, that's working with him, reminds me a lot of a character called Bonsamdi in World of Warcraft. And so I'm just like super into that character. Uh, the split personality thing. Wow. 
one thing that's surprising me is I don't care about any of the superhero stuff in this. Honestly, like when they're fighting, I'm just like, okay, they're fighting. It's what you expect. I far more care about him talking to the man in the mirror. Like that part is so cool. So I, I'm really liking that part of Moon, of, uh, Moon Knight. Um, that's really good. Game-wise, playing Kirby, and I, I beat the main story. And what I like is after you beat the main story, they're like, hey, there's this new like chaotic zone where they take bits and pieces from different levels and make a new level out of it, and then you fight like a chaotic version of the boss at the end that has like more abilities, and it's just fun. It's just like it's a lot harder, and it's kind of like the Elden Ring version. <laughs> you know, it's like it's it's super difficult to get through, but it's cool because it's just like, oh hey, remember that one part of this level over here? Well, now there's that part of the level, and like these things are on fire for no reason, but it's just fun. <laughs> Kirby was definitely a good game to go back to. Feels like playing a classic 3D platform like Mario 64. I've been enjoying that a lot. It's pretty smart for them to just kind of piece together pieces that they already have there and make something different out of it and just, you know, up the difficulty a little bit now to exciting new level. Yeah, and it's and it's after the game's already beaten. Like you already have the credits, yeah. I already beat the game, it's done. This is just bonus stuff. Yeah. That's pretty neat. Awesome. Yeah. All right, let's go over some network news. First off, Patreon people. Uh Saturday afternoon, you guys got comic books coming out your way. So we talked we worked with Alan, uh writer of one of the two writers of Pocus Hocus. We got the first three issues. Basically, the entire franchise that's out right now is coming to you guys. I can't suggest this comic book series enough. It's one of my absolute favorite indie comic books from some favorite uh, creators. We're going to do the uh, Patreon kind of newsletter as well as going out to you guys, explaining what's going on with each of our podcasts, what's coming up next, all that stuff like that. That's coming out Saturday afternoon, so you should already have it when this episode drops. Keep an eye out for those three comic books. They're really good. I do suggest you read them. Also, we're going to be at Lodi Comic Con live recording. So come by our booth at Lodi Comic Con. Come hang out with us. Jump in on the podcast. We'll talk about random MCU movies and stuff like that. It'll be fun. We're going to be there all day. I don't know who else is going to be. I know there's a couple of wrestlers and stuff like that are going to be there. So you can meet other famous people, including us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'll okay. be good. Uh, What's the date on that? Is it May 30th? May 8th. May 8th. Close. <laughs> yeah, it's coming up. It's gonna be late. Actually, yeah, I gotta make the MCU board and I gotta think about it. Um, <laughs> shit, I forgot about that. Jonathan, what was your favorite part about uh, going uh, doing a live booth at uh, Comic Con? Just talking to people. I yeah. mean, it's fun to leave the booth and go check out the Comic Con because there's so much. But all the people that would come up and have questions and want to talk to us and that that board that that you made was really fun with the competing over which controllers are best and stuff. So yeah, uh, doing that kind of stuff is is uh, a lot of fun and just yeah engaging with people we're gonna do that same kind of board but this time with the mcu movie so it'll be a lot yeah. more options <laughs> a lot more competitive yeah I, I, I man we used to have, we had people that were like put their super nintendo controller at number one and then like make a loop around the entire comic-con come back and adjust it again because like no 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 you know somebody put n64 up there that can't be the case and so yeah. it got kind of heated and i liked that that was fun but yeah i wonder if there's a way we can keep a tally running tally or something like that whenever somebody moves one maybe just for the first place keep a count so that yeah. if somebody comes around and moves it five times, okay, you just got five points towards yours. And then the other person that's swapping it out for another movie. All right, man, you're earning, you know, and at the end of the day, we'll have a count of who was in the first place the most times. We'll have to figure something out like that. That's a good idea. And just kind of like <clears throat> tally down, like who's, who's contributing the most and stuff like that. That'd be cool. Um, we also have a brand new interview that just came out with, uh, Lori Calcaterra, a writer of path of the pale writer. It's, it's inspired by walking dead, but it's a whole different kind of thing where it's like, Death isn't necessarily the same thing. Zombies aren't really the same thing. It's really interesting. Check that out. Brand new round three is coming out. We had a new Trek Freaks coming. Uh, it just came out with uh, Carol Pachevsky, who wrote uh, 
uh, turn your ca- fandom into cash. Sorry. Um, that book was really good. Carol came back. She did an interview with us, which everybody seemed to really like. We got a lot of good feedback on that interview. She came back to me on a Trek Freaks. I think it's our first two hour Trek Freaks, guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I so regret fun. I could not be in that one, but I'm excited to hear it. You completely especially. missed out, dude. It was a lot of fun. I know. It was a lot of fun. Just your, I really enjoyed the interview that you did with her, too. I was like, man, that, that sounded like a lot of fun. Well, this, I can't imagine. Carol knows a lot of Star Trek people, so there's so much insight yeah. that me and we're like, no, what? No way. You know, that kind of stuff. So it was, it was really cool. <laughs> but, you know, check that out, guys. We have all kinds of stuff coming out. Uh, the brand new uh, Disney Mom's Gone Wrong. You guys have already heard the interview on this feed. That has been a blast. It's actually one of our more popular series now just because it's been taking off like a freaking rocket. So that's been a lot of fun. And their their excitement's infectious. You know, it's kind of like when yeah. we first started out too. <laughs> Hearing Susan and Sarah and Diana talk about it. And Diana's like just so gung-ho. It's just fun to listen to them excited about their own podcast. I love that. All right. Um, and then lastly, just one real quick thing. On the 19th, World of Warcraft is announcing their next expansion. I'm going to live stream that. So hang out with me and anybody else who happens to be on. Maybe Daniel. If he's you got Maybe. that 19th off, bro. I don't know. I'd have to look. Oh, man. We might have Daniel have, be hanging out with me, dude. That'd be dope because we already know it's going to be Dragonflight. So we're going to have all kinds of yeah. news coming out. Um, and, and we'll be excited about that. I know no matter what it is, you know, announcement days, we're always excited about whatever it is. So we'll check that oh, out. Oh, definitely. Can't you wait. should have that day off, too. That's Tuesday. Oh, do I? There we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. I hope so. Daniel's gonna be the live stream, boys. All right, let's no. get into the news. There's a big debate going on between Elden Ring and Horizon: The Forbidden West, and The Forbidden West. Uh, both games, these big open world games that are really dominating the the gaming market right now. Uh, of those two games, they have very different styles, right? Elden Ring, Daniel, you're gonna attest to this very minimal they're not going to give you a lot of stuff on the map you're gonna have to kind of figure shit out horizon on the other side is like assassin's creed where it's like hey these are your different objectives uh the main story ones are golden the uh, side quests are all like yellow this is exactly what you got to do uh off the top of your head daniel which version of those two open world games do you prefer i think horizon even though i haven't played horizon i just watched you play horizon that time i went over to your house uh (laughs) elden ring was like Pretty much, you didn't. It didn't tell you, like it would tell you, men, like little little things, like oh, you need to go here, you gotta go here, but it wouldn't actually mark it for you. Yeah. A lot of times, I found myself having a YouTube, like, where do I go next? Because I was just going oh, wow. up in a straight line, like I was taking the path. Um, because it kind of like it'll kind of take you there but then after that it'll be like okay well you could just go wherever you want mm-hmm. you don't have to fight that next boss but i want to go like boss to boss just knock them all out and um that was definitely annoying about elden ring it, it just you wouldn't tell you where to exactly go and you had to youtube it it, it was it was poorly poorly made i think i i would think uh but horizon I like that that interface like that it'll tell you like this is where you gotta go this is what you gotta do you could do these missions these are side missions to help you upgrade like I think that's that was a better route to, you could kind to of go aim with. what you're what you're wanting like say I want to upgrade my gear you kind of aim towards the quest you know are gonna do that yeah that kind of thing yeah yeah um what about the immersion in an Elden Ring do you feel like you're kind of becoming more immersed or 
Is that all to the wayside because you're pulling up YouTube videos the entire time? I feel like I'm being immersed with the game, especially like when you're downing all these bosses. And then there is like side quests, like little side quests that you have to help this person go do this thing. But then, then you're also left lost because you just don't know where to go. And then you have to pull up YouTube again just to fucking figure out where's the next spot to go to. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it kind of like having that walkthrough. Remember those walkthrough magazines you'd have like yeah. open up next to you while you're gaming? <laughs> and I, you know what? I hate using those. So I was like, I was getting irritated when I was like pulling up YouTube, but then I was also getting frustrated because I like I was hours looking for a spot to go to and then couldn't find it. So I was just like, whatever, I'm just going to YouTube. Where's my next location? Yeah. Where do I go after I kill Radon? Where do I go? Uh, yeah, it was. It was kind of pain in the ass, and I don't like using people's guides. I usually like to just figure things out, but I had to use a guide to to pretty much explore the whole map. Yeah, especially in a timely fashion, which is, I think is the other problem. Is it's it's like using the lack of markers to milk the time on the game, and um, yeah. at the end of the day, it's like I just got to get the story done so that I can go on to the next game that's on my list. You know, yeah, which I'm running into right now. Uh, but jo I think uh, Horizon was definitely better though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jonathan, you you know played Assassin's Origin recently, and mm. that was the first Assassin's Creed game to kind of like take on some of this Elden Ring feel, where it's like, oh, we're gonna give you less markers. Mm -hmm. Did you have fun? Did you have more fun exploring the world, or did you have more fun, you know, getting some missions done and finishing up that story? Well, so I don't feel like I explored explored the world freely too much because it still had enough guidance that. You know, I always more or less knew where I needed to go. Yeah. Sometimes I would just explore intentionally, but I was never lost. I always knew, okay, I need to go to this town next. And yeah, there wasn't like a, you know, marker or something like that, but you know the name of the town. It's on your map so you can walk to it. But to me, uh, like when I was like 17, 18, I would love to play a game like Elder Rings without having any uh, markers or anything like that because it's more engaging with the role-playing aspect of the game so you have to listen and pay attention to what every character is saying and you have to look inside the world and see what the signs actually read and you have to you know rummage through the chest and find that written letter and read the letter and it says oh yeah there was this thing in this one village or whatever you actually got to be engaged and living in the character's life and that's so fun if that's the kind of gameplay you like and you have a ton of time to dedicate to a game yeah if you don't and you just want to hit checkpoints and, you know, a lot of people like to, you know, play, put in so much time and then hit a checkpoint and they have to have that reminder that they're doing good and that award system. If that's what you're looking for, then, you know, you probably need that HUD system that guides you and pushes you along to certain checkpoints. Uh, but it's, I think it's just a matter of, you know, who's playing and if they really want that kind of longer, grindy, slower, but more role playing game or if they want just to hit a bunch of checkpoints and wrap it up. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other games that could be swapped over. Like for GTA, has a lot of markers on the map, but I still explore yeah. the hell out of that game because there's all kinds of Easter eggs. There's like aliens and stuff like that if you actually explore. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to think if, if, if they could just take away a lot of these markers and be like, hey, you have to go find a gun shop. And then you're literally looking at storefronts for gun shops or you have yeah. to use the internet because they have you know your smartphone. You can like actually look up these, these things and you can Google through in game whereas there's good job that might be more fun but it would yeah. slow you down quite a bit and, and that's kind of and, a tough mix 
And I think instead of making bosses harder or other creatures more difficult to, to kill, I think changing things like that would be an awesome way to change the difficulty level in, in the game. So when you start the game, you choose difficult, regular, or easy. And that Ooh, is some yeah. of what's changed is your, your UI. You don't have markers on a map or any map or a health bar or you know anything like that. You have to actually read the environment around you to, to know what's going on. Not having a health bar would be... Uh... Kind of insane. Because <laughs> <Right? laughs> you were elvising. <laughs> oh my god! We goodness. were talking about that earlier. Like, imagine if you're if you don't know if your guy's hydrated or hungry or has health, and you have to see is he slouched over a little bit? Is he breathing heavier? Does he walk slower? What what is he physically showing you? And then it's like, oh crap! Yeah, I got to go find some food and eat because he's obviously malnourished or getting tired. Yeah. Like, man, that would be a lot more would... immersive of a game. <laughs> But it'd be hard. I think, be hard. I, mean, I, would, I think I would give up on the game, honestly. Yeah. Like something yeah. like that. Especially that for Elden difficult. Ring's difficulty. Yeah. Because like Horizon, you you have distance and you're like, so you're like attacking from afar at first or you you get distance away from the dino who's charging through and you're reassessing, you're planning traps, you're doing whatever. You, you got a, a plethora of tools. That you could stop and see like, okay, you know, Aloy's breathing heavy. She's, she's hurt. But in Elden Ring, it's constant movement. It's constant dodging. You don't want to have a chance to even see your character breathe. So that yeah. would be a hard... There has to be something, though. There would be a cool little... Maybe your armor is getting more dinged up or something like that. Mm-hmm. Would be would be pretty neat. It reminds me of uh, Hellblade Sinua, one of the coolest freaking games with the coolest UIs. Um, she, as you die... So eventually, if you die enough times, you just you won't be allowed to beat the game. It will make, it'll start the game fully over again for you. But every time you die, this black corruption goes up your arm. So as you're playing, you're noticing like, man, that black corruption is getting up my arm pretty far. And like, I got to the point where I'm like, no, I could tell it's almost at her heart. And that's what she, you have to restart the game. And so I was just, I'm done playing. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to <laughs> go any farther. <laughs> so, um, I, apparently I have like only two more bosses to go. I really should get back at it. Cause that game is phenomenal. But I know that if I die like one or two more times, Senua is going to be, you know, brand new again. And I'm going to be upset. <laughs> um, yeah, fresh start. So it's it's a tough it's it's a tough mix. I think I personally like having all the markers because I'm a bit of a completionist, so it 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 makes me yeah. wanna like clear the map. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a time issue I didn't think about with the immersion part that uh, could be a problem. Uh, well, just the markers. I think they like it'll make it so like the game's not as long too. Yeah, like yeah. I, I need to like hurry up and beat games sometimes. I don't have time to play all these games, so. Me having to explore the whole entire map just for this thing, this thing, it's kind of a pain in the ass. And like Elden Ring has like four different uh, endings. So every time, like if you do, if you find like this, this mage and you do her whole entire quest line, you could change the ending. Yeah. And it's like, well, you just have to randomly find her or hopefully somebody else found like each one and how to, how to get that certain ending. and. I I don't like games like that, but the game itself was really good. I did spend a lot of hours on it, just trying to explore it because I wanted to. But yeah, I did find myself using YouTube a lot just because that's frustrating. I didn't know where to go? Man, that bugs me that yeah, you did that. It was it was kind of pain ass. I mean, I literally only yeah. took a monitor because of World of Warcraft, and I had to have guides up while playing WoW. So I get yeah. that, but um, you know, but like, yeah. where do I go after I kill this? guy the dawn it like it's like yeah because yeah. it's like you're going up then you're going back down then going back up 
then that way and it's like oh shit what what do you think if they made in game more npcs that you could ask these questions then so you don't have Ooh. to look them up and you don't have to have a, a tangible like guide oh, on okay. your screen that'd be cool yeah, but yeah just somebody in the t- pretty much anybody in the town you see you can go ask them like hey have you heard about you know this dragon or whatever and then they'll give you kind of hints or clues or oh go to this village and ask so and so you don't have a marker but you got to look on the map a paper map in game to find the village and take that road and find that guy that wouldn't be bad honestly but like usually you talk to one person and it's like okay well now i gotta go try to get to that place or like where to go next like even the npcs are super vague yeah even like the npcs i found out you can murder a lot of them i'm like oh interesting this whole time yeah that's like, that's shit. like outer worlds you could do that and you can really mess up your game because you're like oh she's for a quest later on I needed damn I, yeah i needed that one yeah. yeah also like there's like one guy that he like you fight him and then you stop fighting him or something like that i forget his name but then all of a sudden like he becomes like an npc that you you could talk to when you get to a certain point but i didn't see him and it threw my whole game out of a loop because i was like wait when I was YouTubing, I was like, why is this motherfucker here on this video? But my my guy's not here. Come and find out I fucking murdered him or something like that <laughs> earlier in the fucking My like, goddamn. I didn't even know. Uh, uh, botched it. <laughs> yeah. No, man. That, that that I will say, um, somebody brought up Ghost of Tsushima, I think it was, where um if you're lost, you can oh, press yeah. a button and the wind will blow in a certain direction and tell you, like, okay, I gotta go that way. And that's it. Yeah, yeah. That's the only hint you have into which yeah. way you gotta go. But at least that's something. But I, I that's yeah. just such a cool way of doing it. I would buy more creative ways like that, you know. Well, just there's a map too. That like the map will tell you like pretty much where to go to. Okay, oh, okay. So game. Much, yeah. Like it tells you like side shit also. Do you own it on PS5? Or, no, or PS5? I don't have a PS5. Four. Uh, oh, okay. Well, I was gonna borrow it from you. Then I need to borrow more games. You can, I mean, you could borrow my PS4. Okay. Oh yeah, I'll I'll, I'll do that. Heck yeah, because I do want to play it. But like it's it. like. Yeah. I I told myself I'm not allowed to buy Elden Ring until I finish beating Horizon, and because I know I'm not gonna like Elden Ring just because I don't like hard games, <laughs> and so I know it's, it's actually not that hard. Like I beat it. If I beat it, I didn't. I quit. I actually uninstalled the game, but I was like, okay, <laughs> and then reinstalled I ain't it. gonna fucking do this. I'm actually gonna actually try the game. So I re-downloaded, played it, and just fell in love with the game. So All right. you should. Definitely play it. I'll play you it. Might actually I, enjoy I am. It. I'm just gonna beat Horizon first because I can't keep stacking games like that. And that's yeah, that's tough to do. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next thing here. All right, I got a I got a question for you guys. And do you do you guys know what method acting is? Do you remember? Yeah, there's always method like fun acting. stories yeah. about method acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty much like they, the the actor actually gets into that role. And yeah, like, they like live in that character. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know that. So uh, recently, Jared Leto on uh, the set of, what is it, Morbius, yeah. uh, was doing, you know, living in method acting, I guess. I don't know how you would say it. Meth- method acting on set. Yeah. And it was delaying production by like 45 minutes when he would take bathroom breaks and stuff like that because he's in crutches and he's kind of portraying what that is like in a full life perspective or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so now because of that and just uh, other reasons. A lot of actors are coming out against the practice of method acting. They're saying this shouldn't be tolerated, shouldn't be allowed, whatever, they, against it. Uh, what do you guys think? Do you think method acting is a bad thing to do on set? Or is it good and we should allow it? And how how should we move forward in the future if people want to act in method acting? Method acting could be really good, but I, I've seen like the, the issues with it too because then that actor becomes kind of like, 
kind of insane. Yeah, too into, into the, the role. Story, right. To the role that they're treating people bad. Right. Like if he's a gangster, he's treating all his like team members like a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. So and the whole delaying um delaying stuff. And we lost uh Heath Ledger, right? Kind of cause method acting kind of screwed everything, like screwed his head over. Mess with his brain. Yeah. yeah. I think if actors want to do it, then it's on them, but I, 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 I think they shouldn't do it on certain roles that are just unhealthy. That, yeah, unhealthy. Yeah. Too yeah. unhealthy for them. Yeah. And I, I agree, like you're saying, if the actor wants to do it, it's on them because I think we forget nowadays the way that, that movie and TVs are so processed. They're, they, they, it's come down to a science and everybody in the industry has it just kind of made into a machine that you just input and output. We forget that actors are artists and yeah. this is their, you know, came from stage acting and this is their art. So it's so unique to the person. And so to me, if somebody is a method actor and they can really produce a great piece of art and they're acting by living in that character offset, then that's great. That's their their method. That's how they do it. It's just like painting Picasso is, is not going to be yeah. the same from one person to the next. But there's also that that caveat that if them playing that character offset means they're, you know, being rude to other people or, you know, doing things that can get them in trouble. Well, that's their choice in their their you know artistic freedom. But that but they'll still have to live with the consequences of that. And if that means the consequences are not getting hired for other roles because they're being a bully on set, then unfortunately, that's their consequence. If they can find other ways to make such good art you know, act really good or really engage in their character without method acting or without being difficult on set delaying production and stuff like that then even better but if they have to be method acting and it's causing problems i think they're just going to start losing those roles to yeah. other actors that don't so i think it's yeah. great if it produces better quality but i don't think i i think it's going to be phased out over time samuel so mads mickelson was kind of the first big name with fantastic beast to come out against method acting saying that it's pretentious mm-hmm. that you guys act like you're better than everybody else when you're oh i only method act kind of thing um mm-hmm. since then a lot of people come out against it and samuel jackson did it best when he's like it's a job you're all are playing make make believe is what he says you're all playing make believe yeah. and there's a couple of horror stories for method acting one of the most infamous which is from jared leto who's also the the morbius problem here on Suicide Squad, when he was playing Joker, this is this is a, a pretty yeah. damn near confirmed thing. He sent used condoms to everybody because that's what his Joker would have done. I mean, mm. that's you should be arrested. Like that's what yeah. are you talking about? Who gives a shit about you being a method actor? That's yeah. bullshit. And so you know, you have that, and then of course now on the adverse of this, I tell this story to whomever is next to me and is tired of hearing the same story over again. Every time I watch Django Unchained. <laughs> About Leo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio. Jonathan knows because he probably heard that story oh, more than a few times. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio in the seat. I freaking love it. When he breaks the glass and he starts to bleed, that was not meant to happen. But because he's in the role so much, he keeps going with it. And then he smears his blood on the face of, I forget her name, but an actress from Scandal. <laughs> her horrified look is because it's all actually happening. And 
Now you tell that as a good story, right? Because it's like because when you're watching the acting, you're like, yeah. oh my god, their performances are bar none. It's because they're real performances. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Now look at the perspective of the young lady who just had I know. blood smeared on her face as an actress. Yeah, and he was that could have been a huge lawsuit Leonardo from her DiCaprio side too. Leonardo DiCaprio was method acting on set, and we all know how you know Monsignor or whatever his name Candy was on set. He was atrocious. He's a he's yeah. a bigot, and so when you're on a set yeah. like Django Unchained. You're an asshole. Um, yeah. It, it's, yeah, God. Yeah, I know. There's there's, yeah. there's interesting stories like that. <laughs> yeah. But then. Yeah. There's, so there's pros and yeah. cons to it for sure. Samuel Jackson, who was on set with, with on Django Unchained as well, is the one here saying, like, it's make-believe. You guys just got to do your damn yeah. job and be back at it. So I'm, I'm generally of the mind, like, whatever Samuel Jackson says, I'll do. And I think he's, <laughs> I think he could just be president. And I'd be okay with that. And yeah, there we All go. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely think method acting is interesting, and I yeah. like to hear these stories about it. But I also think it's if the if two people are doing a job and one of them has a harder time, has to do extra work to do it, they're not going to get the the job. It's yeah. the people who can do it without method acting. I think eventually will be the ones that are getting hired to do it. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I I think there should be like an assistant. If you're going to be a method actor, you need to have a specific person, like yeah. the that the studio hires. That is like yeah. your liaison that says, hey, you're going too far, bro. Hey, don't send the condoms to everybody. Hey, yeah. don't wear, use crutches and delay. Because on set, there's the one Morbius actor, Jared Leto, and 40 mm -hmm. people around him waiting for him to go take a piss because he's walking around on crutches you don't need. Which we don't need to yeah. get into the fact that you using crutches you don't need is kind of insensitive to those who do need them. But the fact that you're like... I got my kid's soccer practice after this, bro, and I'm watching you hobble around to go to the bathroom. Are you serious? Yeah. That's just that's yeah. just not cool. That's just being a jerk. Yeah. So I don't like Jared Leto. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't I don't really like his act actual acting. Yeah. That's probably why I'm just like, wow, what a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. But there's other actors that I like that do method acting that I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. And there's like scenes that it does improve and it's like Man, what if they actually took that scene out? Would it the sh would the movie still be as good? Like, there's like yeah. you know those scenes that are just like that's the reason why I watch it. Like that Jenga like, scene. I mean, it's just so freaking iconic. Yeah, you know. Like, think about but if it, that was gone. It's like I know. Would it be as like good? Or if they Hard. recasted that? If his, if Leo yeah. DiCaprio's character was some some you other actor, it, Leo. I'm, maybe maybe a non method actor could have done still a, just as great of a job. I don't know. That movie is so well done. It's hard to imagine. I actually, <laughs> in my, uh, uh, this is weird, in my uh, voiceover, one of my voiceover classes, because uh, you know, I'm working on a minor in audio engineering, and so I had to take a voiceover class. And um, we had to redo a scene. We had to redo a scene. And not even thinking about it, I picked Django and Chain. Just like, oh yeah, I love that movie. And you get to really do some fun voices. It took <laughs> about two minutes into doing research for that. Like, oh no, the things I have to say in class will not work and so and um and so i, I changed it like last minute to rocky or some shit i don't know but i was like oh no 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 there's no like two minutes of dialogue in that movie that are safe to say so i'm not gonna do that <laughs> oh man <laughs> i'm not a method actor folks <laughs> yeah all right uh let's move on to our next thing here uh sony and lego invest two billion with a b dollars into epic to develop their metaverse okay first off We've talked about Metaverse a little bit here. Uh, Jonathan, why don't you break down what the Metaverse is for us real fast, like a one-minute explainer. 30 seconds. Yeah, so it's, it's like a virtual 
version, a 3D version of the internet, more or less. A internet that you can log in and walk through. So like when we play most of the video games we play, we're in a platform where you can walk and, and interact with everybody and stuff. That's going to be the, you know, internet 3.0, the metaverse would be. And like when you watch uh, Ralph Rex the Internet, Wreck-It Ralph, uh, they go into the internet. That's It's a tangible place that your character can walk around in. So stores, like there might be a Nike store in the metaverse. Yeah where your character can fly to it or walk to it or whatever and walk through and look at all the digital 3D models of the different Nike shoes. And, you know, you can buy them there and there's going to be an employee that's working at that store to help guide you around and stuff like that. And, the shoes can and you can buy physical ones. Like, yeah, that's what's cool. Yeah. yeah. You can buy physical ones that get mailed to you or buy digital ones that go on your avatar and, you know, use or, or pay one price and you get both or something like that. But uh, So there's going to be like a lot of people are trying to build they're not building their own version of the metaverse. They're building pretty much like their website on the internet. They're building their own Both. You know, stores. We and- have some people like Epic is trying to build their own version of the metaverse. Same thing with Facebook slash now called Meta are trying to build the metaverses. And then we have other people that are like, let me be a part of your metaverse. So it's it's tough. You know, it's yeah. So but the problem with that is it's like the internet. They're trying to say we're going to build the internet and right. the internet is interwoven between everybody. Right. We all well, share. So, hosting it, right? so there's, there's, okay. So everybody knows like one web one is typing out google.com web two mm-hmm. is Facebook, Twitter, these platforms where people hang out and, and intermingle and they're like Facebook yeah. you know. information comes out and goes in, right, we but you're all within, but you're still internet, within right? the Facebook platform type of thing. Yeah. Now web three is the idea that, um, first off the, the big brands and celebrities are one person over multiple platforms. So like geek freaks on Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Um, but then it's also in that meta state too. So you're like, you're using the platform as a way to shop into other realms um, is the idea. It's, it's a, it's a tough one. I will give you props. So you did not mention ready player one once. So that was pretty oh, good. I missed it. <laughs> I was thinking of that too. But I was like, ah, I was like, ah, I don't know if I we'll should get say to it. it. We'll get to it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Daniel. What do you think? Would you join the metaverse? Say I gave you some VR glasses today. Would you be like, oh, I'm all about that meta, uh, bro? Like, would you Probably get into not, because I get... Um, headaches? Headaches and fucking get motion sickness. So, like, yeah, it wouldn't be good. <laughs> and honestly, I, I'd just rather not get into all that stuff. Yeah, I, I, I like to think of the in Ready Player One. Like, Daniel's just like, I just like the drones that bring pizza, and I'm cool with that technology. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't care about all the rest right. of this. Yeah, what about what I about you, Dylan? I think Dan- Daniel would Daniel would work with IOI. He's going to be a, a career metaverse yeah. guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's going to be one of those race car drivers that are jerks. Yeah, just got to hop in and hurry up and just you know play as much as you can in the day. Then you clock out, you go home and yeah, you eat delivery pizza. But yeah, I think Daniel would be good at awesome. the metaverse. The way he plays. Yeah, we're going to talk about a second uh, current day metaverses, and Daniel's good in those ones. So I think he'd be better yeah. than he thinks he he is. What What about you, yeah, Jonathan? Are you going to embrace the metaverse in the future or recent? Time? Oh yeah, as soon as it's. As soon as it's available, I'm down. I mean, as much as I play video games, which is like maybe 10 minutes a week, but uh, yeah, that'd be fun. I'd like to be able to walk through, you know, virtual environment and see useful information. You know, it's nice to do so with just a game for fun, but it'd be cool to do it also for useful stuff. I mean, you could do it. You could go to work in the metaverse, really. Yeah. Yeah. Looking for car insurance and you can walk through to, you know, the different car insurance stores and talk to the people and i don't know just living in a virtual world for a little while see stuff like that would be kind of cool though definitely like when you have to do like shop for certain things like that 
and you can actually like because i like to talk to people to ask them questions about like insurance yeah so mm-hmm. it would actually be kind of cool that you just stay at home and do that and, yeah and yeah, imagine just, just like like googling stuff like a metaverse search all the stuff I, I imagine like in the matrix when all the the shelves of of guns or weapons come flying by them like if you google stuff you can have just a million options of things that just fly next to you and then you like kind of pick a category that narrows it down and moves it all around you you're inside a virtual world everything can be done however you want my mind immediately goes to the wrong places when i start thinking about like the possibilities <laughs> which is how, <laughs> how the internet progresses where it's just like oh yeah oh my god that's right Porn leads the industry. <laughs> that's, yeah it's gonna be a dark corner of the metaverse yeah guys. don't like literally don't alley. go down the alleys <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh god oh man um yeah you know, I, I think I'll, I think I want to check it out. I think it would be a lot of fun if it's done as well as possible. I wonder if it's because we grew up in the 90s and stuff. Uh, right away, we we're picturing it as a mall. And I wonder if the yeah. younger generations where there's not really malls around picture a mall as well. For me, I'm just like, yeah, it'll be a really cool, sweet-ass mall. And so I wonder if that's necessarily what it'll be. Mm. But um, yeah, that's, that's, that's the first we're, thing that's in my head, too. I'm consumers. like, where's the Orange Julius, you know? Uh, what do you... Well, so... If the next generation, the Gen Z or whatever, if if they don't see it as a place for shopping because we were programmed to be consumers, what do you think they would expect out of it instead? And what might I, might these metaverse developers be targeting instead? They're definitely targeting them. Um, so okay, we're gonna try to predict what the kids are saying. This and this nothing ages <laughs> you more than trying to predict what kids are doing. So they're probably doing they're probably doing drugs and sharing vapes, but um, right. and, uh, uh, pro- yeah, but they're probably like a hangout area where you can hang out with um, personalities that you follow. Because I think uh, one of the big differences between the youngest generations versus later on is they follow these indie creators that get big more than they follow any mm-hmm. certain company. And so I think that's something you know. I myself follow Rhett and Link, and, and I watch them every morning, and I follow everything they do. I love them. They're just two guys that started a show in their in their garage at one point, and now they have a little studio in L.A., but I care way more about meeting those two guys than I do about meeting Brad Pitt or anybody who's actually famous. See, I don't care about any of those guys. I want to meet Rhett and Link, yeah. these two guys that, that skits in the beginning of, you know. It's interesting. What kind of metaverses exist already? I'll start with one I think is important with the Epic here, Face, or uh, Fortnite. If you guys go into Fortnite, they have where you can like do these lobbies. You go to different little mini games. You're hanging out with your friends. You get to dress with however you want. There's many skins that trust me they buy. <laughs> the amount of money I don't know if David Zayden's dad knows how much money he spent in <laughs> Fortnite, but me seeing that kid in this in a different skin every single time he logs in tells me that kid's got a couple K in that thing. Um, but yeah, so I think Fortnite's a really good example of what the metaverse can be. Coachella, which is a big concert event that's going on right now is also in Fortnite this this uh, year. So you could just go to Coachella, a big music festival inside of Fortnite right now. Um, and people are doing it. The, one of the latest Star Wars released, the trailer premiered in Fortnite. So you log into Fortnite, yeah. you go to this movie theater they had, and you watch the trailer right there in game. And I think it's a really good example. I think Epic already kind of has a little bit of a market on this, and I think it's a good one. Is there any current meta, any old school metas that you guys uh, already know about? I mean, just all the different games we've played or, you know, if, if that's what you're considering a metaverse. But to me, I think a metaverse has to be uh, not owned by one person, not not locked in, you know, to where only they can input and output. But it has to be open like our Internet is now where anybody can add to it and take from it. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, for, so like the Facebook meta uh, verse, just a little side news. 
uh, came out came out this week that they are going to be charging companies 50% to sell anything through their metaverse. So if you buy a Nike shoe from Nike in the metaverse, their metaverse, Facebook's getting half of that, which is just, I mean, so expensive. That's so much money. When they were just yeah. complaining about um, Apple taking 30% from their people on the app store. So it's like, I mean, come on, guys. 50%? That's crazy. That's just got to mark everything else up. Oh, like every price is just like instead of buying two hundred dollars shoes, you're paying like four hundred dollars shoes. Yeah, they'll make up their money <laughs> somewhere. What's, what's Google doing right now? Are they not building in the metaverse? I'm or sure they are. They, just haven't, they haven't talked about it yet, probably. I assume they would be the giant that really makes the foundation that everybody else can leech off of, yeah. or you know, add to. But I love Google Calendar. I don't know. <laughs> and Gmails. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what about you, Daniel? Can you think of any metaverses that currently exist? A place that we would hang out online? Uh, place. Like, other than playing, like, WoW, like, we all just would hang out. I mean, WoW is, like, a big one, but... Been around since 2004. You're only playing WoW. Yeah. Like, yeah. we would just chill in Orgabar on top right. and just talk, be- transmog now. Yeah. We transmog and compete with skins and just talk. Well, that was a great example, because there would be so many times where we would not be playing the game, but we would just be bullshitting and standing around in Orgabar. Yeah. And, and would, I mean... I just chat. Me and up. Joe have literally played hide and seek in Orgamar. Yeah. Where all right, one of us <laughs> stand outside the gate, would count down from twenty, the other one goes hide in Orgamar, and the other one's gotta find him. I, we've done that a lot of times. Uh or I've seen funerals in uh World of Warcraft. I've seen birthdays in or in World of Warcraft. And I think two thousand four is wow, and even before that, RuneScape and all these big MMOs were the first little hints of like, hey, there could be community online. And then that's expanding too, like Eve Online. Is we, great did one. One, we did one for uh, was it New Year's or Fourth of July? Fourth of Fourth of July had yeah they have fireworks Fourth of July and New Year's actually they have them for both. Yeah, I remember that we did one like we just actually just chilled in Org, yeah. watched it, it was bullshitted, watched cool. the fireworks in Orgamar. I mean, it's yeah, <clears throat> it sounds sad <laughs> when we say it aloud. It does sound sad, but, but it was cool. It's just you're just bullshit with friends, which is what you're doing all the time. And in, in that sense, Discord itself is metaverse, right? Because it's a place where we're all in together, we're chatting, and we have different ways of chatting yeah. and stuff like that. So it's kind of a janky metaverse in a way, you know, in that sense too. But you don't walk around with a 3D representation of yourself. Oh, you guys aren't using Discord right then. I do. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Uh, what, one thing I think would be cool is like you're thinking of your favorite, because most of what I think of we would do is either shopping or socializing on in the metaverse. So think of your favorite bar from a TV show or movie. Yeah, most so you tavern. think like uh, ten, 10 forward in Star Trek, or yeah, most tavern. Like you'll be, you'll somebody will make a virtual version of that, and you'll go there and hang out with your friends, yeah. and you'll be sitting at your computer or whatever having a beer, but you'll be talking to your buddies who are also sitting at their computer having a beer and talking about you know the latest yeah. skin you downloaded or something like that. Mm. And I, I was thinking like, well, how who's gonna build most tavern and make any kind of money out of it? But it's the person selling the skins. Yeah, you go into Moe's, so whoever owns the rights to Simpsons will own the rights, you know, to make that place Disney. there. <laughs> Though I don't know, yeah, I don't know, uh, you know, if it's free and online, how well they'll be able to control rights and privileges that way. But then, you know, you make different skins. If you want a Duff beer mug or something like that, you pay, you know, five bucks or whatever, and you get the skin for that. So whenever your character is drinking out of something, you could switch it to be a Duff beer yeah, mug. I totally or would. bottle <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, so. I'd be. I think that's where they it would monetize because it's got to have money behind it or it won't move. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. That'd be it'd be interesting. Yeah, and I, 
I think I'm going to be, I think I'm going to be an adopter. And at first I thought Metaverse is just such a waste of time, but I think I might be an adopter of this. I think it'll be cool. Yeah. I mean, if I could find a good paying job in the Metaverse, I'll be there. I mean, with robotics and VR, you could possibly someday do your current job in the Metaverse. Yeah. You know, you're controlling a robotics that is sitting in, in the factory. I could definitely do my job in the Metaverse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sit at a computer, look at screens. <laughs> there you I can do that right now at home. Just give me a bunch of screens and give me the program and I can do it right now. So if I can hook it up, I'm freaking down. <laughs> Daniel would right. still be like, I hate my bosses. <laughs> <laughs> I think at that point I would love my job because then I don't have to see my management like the management everybody team, would probably be happier that's <laughs> you know what I'm saying like oh, yeah. if you didn't have to see your own managers it would be great um squeaks not to give him get him in trouble with uh, the air force but when he does have to work at home he has two things up the air force over here obviously on the second monitor and his video game on the first one <laughs> that's he's, yeah. he's multitasking <laughs> uh, which right now he's he got a brand new baby which is just like full-time job as it is so Props to him, but yeah. Thank you guys for joining us this week. Uh, we decided to go ahead and split this episode in two. So we were about to do a top five shows from our childhood, but we go on <laughs> rant for a while. And as you could tell, we've already got a lot of ranting going on in this episode. So we're going to split it into two. Something we kind of been wanting to do anyways with top fives is actually make them a separate thing. So what the hell? We'll try it here. We hope you guys enjoyed this one. We had a lot of fun with this. It's good to get the old group together. Uh, join us. I'm going to throw that other one out probably Thursday. Keep an eye out for that. But it'll be top five shows from our childhood. You guys take it easy. Have a wonderful week. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Geek Freaks Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Geek Freaks Pod. We're also on Facebook, Instagram. You can email us. We have our Patreon and a store. All those links are in the description. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week.